Sheesh. <laughs> episode 49. Corbs, I can't believe every time I, I say the episode number, it's crazy to think. Oh. I hope you all appreciate the content we're putting out, man. Corbs is stressed out. This guy's putting out a podcast a week. I just do the talking, and he then has to deal with 100 whatsapps a day from me um and i hope you appreciate it we do appreciate the feedback though lots of people have been saying we've got you through the pandemic or giving you a new perspective and we're going to continue to do our best to do one a week um but this is a slippery one we snuck one in on everybody the big man fardos uh you know it's really cool for me, selfishly as a coach, um, coached against him four or five, you know, that many years ago, I guess it would be, hey, Corbs. Yep. Um, and just to hear him and see what he's become and, and a young man that he is now and the growth and maturity that he has and his perspective. And I think that's the fun part about this show. I know you feel it too, is uh, we make assumptions about people or we wonder what's going on in people's minds. But then when you actually get to hear them speak, uh, one, how well-spoken he was, but two, just um, internally his 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 drive and, and motivation super cool man thoughts on the episode for uh, for the people yeah and just jumping on that it's like you know we've coached against him i've I, i've been on the bench when we played you know steve's in london and obviously when you know when they're kind of like our not rival but like we had a lot of you know really really yeah. tight battles we with played them. him what one played him five times that one year right yeah yeah and it was i think it was three and two or something like that or two and three like something like yeah. that right yeah. and like games get chippy and you know things you know as we, we've kind of mentioned uh uh langara scuffle and yeah. <laughs> you know people can get you know preconceived notions of you know of, of these kids right and just mm-hmm. listening to uh you know the amount of reflection he has done already at such a young age is uh shows the maturity and growth that he's that uh that he has right yeah and i think it it's you make a great point too corbs is just in terms of one never judge people and two allow people to grow right and and you know if you just judge someone right off the bat and, and base them on how they coach their body language how they play you know we got to get to know people you know, and I, and I think uh, this will give a lot of people great insight to Fardos. We wish him absolute continued hard work and everything. And um, we know, you know, we got, actually got someone with some social media presence. So hopefully this one gets yep. shared around and a lot of people check it out. Um, a great episode 49. Please like and subscribe, comment, um, let people know about the show. Send us questions or feedback that you have. We're here to continue to make this as best we can. Episode 49, let's go! Welcome back, Hoops Journey followers. A rainy Vancouver spring break morning. Um, Really thankful this guy got himself out of bed and uh, on his little quarantine as he's back in, in, uh, in BC. Um, a guy who many people are going to be familiar with, um, just came off an amazing season with, uh, Utah Valley, proud British Columbian representing Richmond, the Steveston London Sharks. Um, really excited to hear his story and, and his thoughts about his, his progress through the game of basketball. And the, the really dope part is there's lots of future left for this young man. Um, had to coach against him. Many times um, it felt like, and most times it was really hard to figure out what we were going to do with them. But uh, I am totally forgot to ask because I didn't want to butcher it. But let's let it freestyle, man. The big man, Fardas and Meek. How are you, sir? Did I get it? Like, horrible, right? 
<laughs> you're close <laughs> my bad man how are you i'm good i'm good how are you doing doing very well you know just trying to survive and obviously you're um you've had an interesting season and with with a covid season and now back home just doing your thing before you're able to sort of get back at getting your body right and things and um you know what's it like being back home and kind of just uh being able to in your head think about the season that you had uh, from an individual perspective and and a team perspective yeah so i mean it's 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 been uh it's been great being home my, my first priority after the season was you know trying to see my family um it's been almost 14 months you know since i'd seen them prior to that so um once the season had ended i was like okay i'm i'm gonna try to figure out how to get home uh you know see my mom my dad my little brother so once that, you know, once once we had ended up losing in the in the conference tournament, I gave a few days um, and, you know, talked to my coaches and I said, you know, I know there's a pandemic going on and, you know, we're still in school, but I I had to figure out a way to go home. So, um, you know, coach, coach was really supportive of that. And he, you know, he helped me out with the whole process of figuring out, you know, how, what I got to do, um, the whole quarantine thing and, you know, all the tests and stuff. So. Once I had done that, um, you know, coming home, you know, it's been great. Reflecting back on the season, you know, it's, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a good year for, you know, for what we were expected to to do. Um, we were picked, you know, seventh um, to finish preseason, and and um, we ended up, you know, winning winning the conference, sharing the uh, sharing the regular season title with with uh, GCU, um, and obviously falling short in the semifinals, um, but. You know, looking back, can't can't complain. We had a great year. Um, you know, the squad had a great year, um, and just gotta, you know, figure out how to come back now and and push that, you know, great year into an even even better year for uh, for the twenty twenty one twenty two season. Awesome, man. And uh, speaking of coach, I mean, what an opportunity you get to play for. A guy that probably, if, if people just look on Instagram, they see a, him doing a goofy celebration championship dance. But honestly, <laughs> I, you know, Mark Madsen and I were similar in age, so I got to see him play a lot at Stanford. And that guy could—I don't know if you've seen his highlights. Like, talk uh, about hard, talk about hard work, sort of maxing out everything that you have, and and you know, just being like a determined player. Like that guy could really play. So. How's it been with that? I mean, really cool to hear that, it, you know, from a coaching perspective, that that the pandemic's been hard on all of us and him having some compassion about allowing you to go home and just see family and knowing that that will just sort of re-energize you. So obviously, right away, he's got that player coach understanding. And um, how's that relationship been? And what's it been like? I mean, obviously, it's got to be pretty special. Definitely. Um, I mean, it's been great. Uh, Mark Manson, you know, he's a He's a he's a fiery, fiery person. Um, a lot of people, you know, if they were to see him, you know, just coach and and you know watch him in practice, they'd be like, oh, this dude's, you know, he's a he's tough. Like he's tough. He's tough on you. Um, which is true. He is tough. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, outside of basketball, like I don't think I've ever met anybody in this world that's you know a nicer guy than him. Mm -hmm. Um, and that just you know shows to what kind of a person he is, what kind of a coach he is. Um, I think the relationship, you know, that we've built over the last year and a half has been, you know, uh, uh, a, a relationship that has, you know, uh, you know, two sides, two sides of the story. Like, you know, there are times where like, you know, me and him, you know, we'll go at each other. Um, and that's just, you know, kind of the relationship that we have. And then there's times where, you know, things are going good, whatever it is, whatever the situation is. But, 
Yeah, I mean he's he's somebody who's um he's a he's a he's a competitor that wants to play. You know, like there was you know once once we had started off the season early on, uh, a few of our games got canceled due to COVID, and you know the first thing he said to the squad, he's like, let's let's go play Baylor, let's go play Gonzaga. Um, he's he's just that type of person. Like he's not scared to play anybody. He'll play anybody. Um, he he's a you know he's a he's a hardworking dude and and um you know, I'm grateful for you know me building uh, the relationship that I have with him and and grateful that you know I can continue to do that. Well, let's go back, man. Let's talk about you as a young guy, um, yeah. your upbringing, kind of where you grew up. What what sports were you involved in? When did the huge growth spurt happen? And when did you start to really realize, all right, you know, basketball is kind of going to be my thing and I, and I want to really commit to this game? Uh, so, I mean, I think to go back, you know, to your last question that you asked right there, um, I think once I hit the eighth grade, that's when I kind of realized, you know, I want to take basketball serious. Um, growing up, I was I did a few different things. I played, you know, some soccer, some some rec hockey. Um, you know, I, I did MMA um, when I was when I was younger. And uh, it got to a point where, should've, you know, I was... We should have told Sajin then, hey, Corbs? Remember Sajin? Remember our post that always try to mix it up with you? Yeah, yeah. It's probably good that he didn't know you were into MMA, man. That's, uh, he might have uh, might have tried a few different things then. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I do remember those days. Those were funny. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> but um, just... just uh, me growing up just with all the different activities I was doing, you know, once I kind of got into high school, my first year of high school, I realized, you know, um, I, I want to take basketball much more serious. And for me to do that, you know, I'm going to have to kind of put a stop to some of the other things that I was doing. So mm-hmm. that's just kind of how I started thinking about what do I need to do? And, and once I did that, you know, I was able to take basketball much more serious and growing up, you know, over the years, um, I think I was about six three and you know, the eighth grade, six four, six five and in the ninth grade and really throughout the high my high school career I was about six nine, six eight, six nine. So I, I was just kind of a steady grower, you know, growing up and then once I had, you know, got out of high school I grew another two inches, um, which was, you know, which was good for me. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, I mean it's it's been it's been great to look back at like just just what you said right there like i had so many memories from that you know playing playing you guys uh the the night you know we had our winter formal um and oh yeah right you guys you know got that little scuffle and played at langara yeah (laughs) just remembering you know talking about the guys you know about that scuffle in the locker room as we're throwing on our suits and you know our ties and we're trying to rush over to get to to formal so i mean you know the memories obviously is you know something i'll never forget um it's it's a time where you know things were much much easier but i mean obviously you know you you pay a little bit to to try to get a bigger reward so that's just kind of how i see it now um and i mean obviously i'm I'm very thankful for all that yeah man um and you know just tell us a little bit about the, the a little more about that high school experience but first question i have is where where did you feel like you've mentioned your family already? So obviously a huge priority for you. You're a family guy, and um, was it was it your dad? Is it your mom? Was it a uh, someone else that kind of showed you how to how to work? Or where did you learn that ability to kind of? Because obviously, like 
you look at yourself now and in and where you were in high school i mean you were killing everybody in high school but just like your body and just how you look like you it's totally apparent that you have really committed and been working your butt off almost literally right so where does that come from where does that come from yeah, is there definitely. some mentors um, or yeah I, I think i think you know it's it's, it's, it's both mm-hmm. it's both my mom and dad um I think as I was young, I didn't really understand the idea of hard work. Even in high school, it was never really like, you know, I never really understood it just due to the fact that I was, you know, bigger, stronger than everybody. So, you know, I could take plays off and and still somehow, you know, come away with a rebound or come away with a a bucket, whatever the situation was. But um, I think once I had finished high school, um, you know, my father and, you know, my father, and my, my mom, they'd always, you know, reiterate to me the, you know, the idea of hard work. And I, I didn't understand it, obviously, at a, as, a, as a young kid. But growing up, like, you start to see the different things that, you know, the sacrifices that, you you know, your, your, your family makes for you. And um, I had, you know, once I started to realize that, and just my perspective on things kind of changed. Like, you know, looking back at it now, like, I, you know, I remember my, my, my father working, you know, multiple shifts you know to make things work for me and my little brother you know waking up 7 a.m getting to work coming you know coming home for an hour and you know going to the next job and working you know late night shift and he do that you know multiple times throughout the week and there's just little things like that like me seeing like you know understanding okay you know they sacrifice so much for me and it's like they do it with no hesitation and and why can i not you know put this hard work in to try to trying to do something that you know i want to be great at so um that's just kind of where i kind of end up figuring out you know how to work hard how to work Mm -hmm. hard the right way um just having that influence i was always there but never really never really realized until i got a little bit older which was um something that you know obviously helped me out a ton um and and i think that that kind of helped me out right after high school once I had got to, you know, my first year of prep school and then just kind of from there forward, just kind of, you know, sticking to the same process, you know, keep working, keep working. And eventually it's going to pay yeah, off. That's awesome, man. And and I think that's just natural, right? When we're, when we're teenagers, like from 13 to 17, we're pretty selfish and it's not intentional. It's just who we are, right? We're, we're worried about fitting in. We're worried about, um, you know, who's, who's the person that we're attracted to? Like, how do I, how am I looking today? You know what I mean? And so exactly. we're very like self-absorbed and it's not until we get a little bit older and reflect back that, oh, wow, those people really did teach me some stuff. So that's, you know, good, good for people to hear and good that you're there already. Cause you're still a young dude and that's good reflection. And, and on top of that, talk about quickly, you know, a guy that we, we all love here in BC, um, especially the frosted tips on him, but just, you know, a guy like coach Stoney, just for what he's done for the Stevenson London program, right? I, you know, we're in a place right now in BC, and I know you probably don't have a lot of time to keep up, but, you know, we need more coaches. And when you get a young guy who cares, and I know he's fiery and would get into you guys and 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 would maybe, you know, snap a little bit sometimes, but also, you know, taking you on the road to LA, like to the best tournaments he possibly could just to give you guys a positive experience. You know, you're in grade 11, mm-hmm. you make the provincial final, um, how was that overall experience at Steve's in London? And when did you start to think, you know what, um, like, when did you start? I mean, obviously, you were thinking post-secondary, but when did you start to narrow down where it was that you thought you wanted to go right out of high school? It's kind of a long question, but we got time. Yeah, yeah, no, so, I mean, obviously, starting off with uh, Coach Stoney, I mean, he's he's somebody that, you know, 
still to this day, like he's a, you know, I, I consider him family. Um, he's, he's somebody that, you know, I, I talk to on a consistent basis. Um, even if it's a quick test, text, like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Whatever the situation is. Um, so, I mean, obviously this, the, the relationship that I've built with him over the years is something that's going to, you know, last, you know, whenever the ball stops bouncing. Um, I mean, it, it's funny because the first time I met him was in the eighth grade and, he uh i remember it was like he came up to me and he was like hey uh a bunch of the seniors are taking um they're the finals today is there any chance you come out and you know and play play with us like and i was like that's crazy like you want to play with the, you know with those dudes and i was like sure like why not and that was kind of the first interaction i ever had with him and uh you know on the way there to the game like he was talking to my head like you know he was He's been, you know, keeping up with our season, um, and he's excited to, you know, eventually get me over the next few years, and and it just kind of started to build, you know, with with you know him and myself. We just kind of started to figure out, you know, I kind of started to figure out what kind of a person he was, just started to figure out who I was, and we just eventually started ended up, you know, building that relationship from there. But um, over the years, you know, he's helped me out a ton. Um, he's he's done you know great things for the program a lot of people you know i feel like don't give him enough credit um he's he's you know he's done a ton of stuff like you said like you know trying to get the best tournaments possible to to opening up the gym you know 5 a.m whatever the situation was like every time i've come back home now from college like it's it's never been an issue mm-hmm. getting into the gym um and he, even now it's not going to be an issue even with covid like he said you know whenever you need it i'm there um you know, late nights, whatever, mornings, whatever, whatever the case is. So, you know, that just shows you what kind of a, you know, coach and obviously a, a person he is, which is um, unbelievable because not a lot of people get that experience, especially in high school with a coach that, um, you know, there's, there's, there's few coaches in high school, like obviously, you know, yourself, one of those two, um, you know, I've heard a lot of great things about you too. So um, I think, it's 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 a luxury to have you know someone that'll put in extra time and extra effort and and you know coaches don't really you know in high school especially don't really get that credit but obviously i he he deserves that and he's you know he's done a ton for for myself and the program so um that's that's uh Mm -hmm. you know it's great to see um that side but going back to your question about figuring out you know where i wanted to go right after high school it was a yeah what was that was a, process like like when did the interest start to really sort of come in and yeah yeah, yeah. so was it was right it up, yeah was it going to tournaments in the states or yeah 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 so you know going to tournaments in the states um was kind of the first time you know i started getting a little bit of interest and you know schools were reaching out and you know just not they weren't really shooting offers they were just you know talking it up saying hey what's up like really love your game blah 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 and the case was always like hey, like we see, you know, you're putting up numbers, but you're doing it against this competition down there in, in BC. Um, and that was that was always the conversation. Like they would, you know, watch film and they'd, you know, see me do a jump hook, but they'd see me do a jump <laughs> hook over a guy that was, you know, seven, eight inches shorter. Um, and then, you know, they would be like, okay, well, uh, we want to see you, you know, do this against, do it, you know, your size, whatever the case was. So that was one thing that, the, you know, the the regular feedback that I got from a lot of the coaches that I was speaking to, which was obviously it was, it was annoying for myself, but 
I mean, I understood that, you know, this this is what, you know, they got a job to do. And, you know, they're not just throwing out scholarships to everybody. So that's just how it is. They got to they gotta figure out who's who's best for their, you know, their programs, mm-hmm. whatever the case is. So, you know, going out to those tournaments my senior year, I went out to a few right after our season had ended. Um, and, you know, there was a few schools that were saying, like, hey, look, like, we really, really want to offer you. But our head coach is, you know, he's worried that, um, you know, he's worried to offer you just due to the fact that he wants to see you do this against, you know, the best competition. And at that point, I had, you know, had to sit down with my family and I was like, hey, hey, look, like, what's the best option here? Is it, you know, me doing, you know, one year in JUCO? Is it me yeah. doing one year in prep school? Um, and, you know, I had looked around and tried to figure out the best JUCOs. And, you know, there's there's a lot of good JUCOs out there, but the, the whole prep school scene was kind of new to me. I didn't know too much about it. But once I did some research, um, the, the league that I eventually ended up playing in, the NEPSAC was a, is a great league, you know, probably the best league in America. And when I was looking through, you know, rosters and stuff, you know, I had seen almost every team has like eight plus division one players. So I was like, you know, if I play in a league like this, there's nothing they can say to me. You know, if I'm playing well, there's nothing they can say. And that's what I ended up doing and, and heading over uh, up to up to Maine on the East Coast. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? It's like having a, it's like getting your degree and then wanting to apply for a job but not having an experience like how do you convince someone that you can play when unfortunately you're competing against six four dudes now you know so um did you did you play a little bit for exactly, athlete with exactly. some of those tournaments or who yeah yeah yeah, yeah i did i did I, I played with athlete um i still did my little stint with uh, mm-hmm. basketball bc so i was kind of i was going back and forth so there was like a weekend i'd go with basketball bc and then i'd come back to athlete and then um, I was just kind of doing that, and then right up until uh, we played in the uh, in the national tournament or the mm-hmm. yeah the national tournament, and we ended up finishing with the third place finish mm-hmm. that year. So right after that had ended, there were still some tournaments going on. So then I went back to athlete, and I was playing with them until until the uh, the AAU season had uh, come into, uh, yeah. had come to an end. Okay, just interesting, and and in those reflections and those times, like. Were you, I mean, because it's, it's got to be hard from a competitive standpoint. You're putting your, you know, your life, your blood, sweat, and tears into a sport. And, and coaches are sort of saying like, yeah, but, you know, yeah, but. And what was it inside of you to be able yeah, to sure. take the feedback? Because, you know, um, we, we like to say feedback is the breakfast of champions, right? You can either take it and learn from it or you can get defensive, right? Yeah. But as a young teenager to hear, okay, like, you're all right, but we're not totally sure what sort of, what, how are you taking that feedback and what were you focusing on, on learning? Or was it just knowing that like, okay, I know I need to work on things, but every time I go, it's chip on the shoulder now because, you know, like did something change there? Or how did you take that, that feedback back to you? Um, yeah, no, no, there, there, there was, there was, there was always a chip on the shoulder, um, no matter what I was doing, especially that summer. Like I remember specifically, like there was a kid we were playing um i remember specifically his name was uh kamaka he, he he's he's at texas right now he's a senior mm-hmm. at texas or junior um he's a, he's a big man i remember like sitting down and, and uh shock smart walks into the gym and i'm like wow like shock smart walked into the gym and you know he's, he's he's he was in town so he was just trying to watch his recruit play um and he's a six nine six ten big man and i remember that game like you know just trying to go at his head um the whole game and 
just, you know, little things like that. Like, I had a really good game against him, and that's kind of when the interest started to pile up because there's a lot right. of coaches at that game. And um, the, the the situation was, you know, it was funny because a lot of people, like, you know, depending on how you took the, you know, took the information that these coaches were giving you. At first, you know, it was tough for me to hear, like, okay, um, you know, we're, we're not totally yeah. sold on you yet. And, you know, I'd go back, I, I remember, like, I'd go back to the hotel rooms and, you know, I'd be, you know, I'd be kind of bummed out and, and I, I wouldn't, you know, I'd, I'd be thinking like, okay, what else do I need to do to, to try to pick up a scholarship offer for me to, you know, pursue my dream. And, you know, every time, you know, I'd, I'd go out and play, and, you know, I'd play with, you know, that chip on my shoulder and, you know, play as hard as I could, you know, whatever I was trying to do. Because now, you know, you, you play different when you're, you know, you're not really, obviously you're not playing for your life, but like you're playing for something that's much more bigger than, for sure. you know, just a basketball game and a scholarship's on the line. So um, I think just, you know, coming out every single you know, weekend with, with that edge, but obviously, you know, they weren't sold on it. So that, that was something that, you know, it was tough to deal with, but in my head, like, I was just telling myself, like, just, there's, you know, there's no, there's no better opportunity than, than this, because this is something that, you know, could, could, you know, change my future in terms of, you know, getting a scholarship and, you know, getting a good education, which is obviously, you know, it's the number one goal for myself. Obviously, my parents yeah. want that too. So, um, that's, you know, that's, that's the number one goal. And, and I knew for me to do that, for me to have, you know, my school paid for and everything paid for. Um, it's going to take some sacrifices and whether that's, you know, that's feedback or it's, um, you know, understanding, okay, I got to go do this or I got to go do this. I'm, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to, to try right. and make that happen. Awesome reflection, man. And, you know, when the attention really starts, because I mean, it's one thing to get attention in BC, right? And then, you know, you go to that NEPSAC and you're like, okay, all right, okay, everybody can hoop, you know, like everyone can yeah. hoop no matter practice or games. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, the, you know some offers start to come in how do you filter your way through that is that is that more kind of sitting down with the family and and stony and the people that you trust that have been in your corner from day one and figuring out uh the next step for you and and then obviously you choose to go to mercer but how did you get to that point as well yeah yeah so the first weekend i had got down there uh in bridgeton there was like so it was, it was crazy because i had you know my dad had come out there with me and he yeah. helped me get situated and he ended up, you know, flying back home. And then once I had got out there, I literally was like packing and coach walks into, you know, to my dorm room. He's like, hey, get your butt up to the gym. We're, we're, uh, we're about to start. And I was like, damn, already? Like, this is, I just got here. And I couldn't even finish packing. And I ended up running upstairs. You know, I ended up running up the hill. Like, there was a huge long hill. It was, it was, the school was on a mountain. So it was, you know, it was unique, the, mm-hmm. the setup that they had, um, you know, running up the mountain hill. and, and you know, get up there to the gym and I walk in, you know, I, I got my clothes on. I haven't even changed it. And I walk in, I just see like 15 coaches on the sideline and I see our guys warming up and, and I'm like, Oh wow. So, you know, I, I had to lock on that change and, you know, I had a really good practice and, and those coaches out there, you know, were talking to my coach after practice, talking to myself and the interest just started mm-hmm. to build from there. And, you know, as the weeks went on, I ended up, you know, slowly started picking up offers here and there and, that was, you know, a process that, you know, I was new to dealing with because um, that was the first time I had ever really, you know, got those offers. So, you know, just sitting down with my family on a consistent basis, you know, calling Stoney, like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And, and 
the one big thing that like I was trying to, you know, reiterate to myself all the time was like, okay, I'm I'm not trying to go to the biggest school possible. I'm just trying to go to a place where I know I can, you know, make an impact, you know, at, and I know a school that has a, a a history of, you know, doing well in a tournament. Um, and that's where like I kind of, you know, was bouncing my ideas off because there were some schools that were, you know, were like, hey, we want you to come in, you know. We know you're a young kid, but we want you to come in, you know, be a backup for our guys for the next mm-hmm. three, four years and just, you know, do your thing, come in and rebound, be a big body, set screens and whatever the case was. And I was like, well, like, you know, I, I don't really want to do that. And and once once I had, you know, figured out, you know, OK, I think this is the best fit for me. You know, I, I went through my checklist. I was like, OK. You know, as a coach, Bob Hoffman played under Kelvin Sampson, you know, a yeah, legendary coach. <laughs> um, Jack, like, great coach. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of went through my checklist and then, you know, checked off everything, you know, obviously with the run that they made, you know, a few years prior to that in the tournament, upsetting Duke and, and almost upsetting, um, I think it was Tennessee in the second round. So, you know, it was a, it was a process that was obviously tough at first, but once I had got through it, you know, it felt like I had made the right decision and I knew I had made the right decision. Um, but it was just more about trusting the right decision and, and, you know, talking to, talking to everybody about it. And once I had committed to Mercer, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm all in and, and mm-hmm. I was ready to go at that point. Would you consider yourself in high school and, and at that time, um, were you pretty introverted? Like, would you have preferred to not, I mean, everyone likes a little pat on the back and a little bit of spotlight, right? But I know, I know a lot of dudes that grew up here that are, you know, that get when you get to the six, eleven, seven foot sort of range, everywhere you go, people, oh, look at you, you're so tall. Do you play basketball? And like, did you just take that as it came, or were you kind of like, you know, outside of the the hallways in school, were you hang with your boys and goofing around, or were you more like? I'd like to keep to myself, kind of thing. I'm just curious. Yeah, no, no. I was. I mean, I was a dude that always, you know hung out with my you know with my friends and and it was crazy because a lot of the guys that i had ended up you know growing up with and guys that are still you know best friends to this day i had you know got out of elementary school with them and you know it was from basically from the first grade until you know senior year of high school so um you know growing up with guys like that it's it's always like you know it's a great thing like it's a privilege you know a lot of people don't get to say you know I'm still boys with, you know, guys that I literally went to school with from the first grade until my, you know, my senior year of high school. And we were there with each other every every grade, every class, you know, every step of the way. So um, that's one thing that, you know, I I will never, you know, trade in for anything else just because, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that, you know, I like to be around, you know, people. Um, I'm a people's person. Uh, I always have been. I think, I think, um, you know, I... I don't, I don't necessarily like love the attention, but you know, you just, you take it at, you know, how it comes, whatever the situation is, you take it how it comes, you know, you try to be thankful of, you know, the situation that you're in, whatever mm-hmm. the situation is. Um, so that's just kind of how I've, you know, always, well, not always, that's just recently how I've, you know, thought of it, thought of, you know, everything that's, you know, been, been happening in my life, whether good or bad, just trying to take it as a, as either a lesson it's a or Richmond a thing, man. Too, it's like everybody's always so protective of Lulu Island, man. You guys are all like, it's like your own, it's like your own little world, man. It's like, oh yeah, this the sun's always brighter in Steveston, and I'm like, okay, relax. And like, we, you know, it's like it is, but like Richmond, it almost is its own little kind of like 
within that you have some rivalries but it's also like a protective community it's like when you get out it's like you know what i mean does that make sense uh richmond the rich yeah yeah no no it does make sense i mean yeah. it's, it's a great community like the people you know if you're from the community people will yeah. support you no matter what um and that's one thing you know i've obviously i've had a, a lot of love for the people throughout the years like um you know coming back now like there's you know parents from other schools and you know our rival schools you know will message me on instagram and you know you know ask me how i'm doing whatever the case is so it's like you see it and stuff like that like it's 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 a great thing to see and obviously i'm thankful for you know for all of that um did you ever check out dolphin park when you were young the tournament um not when i was young no i mean as i had got older you know i obviously have but yeah i know i mean that's a that's another great little little experience yeah man so many good times and then you know you for people that look up your stats like for a freshman year at mercer like i mean got some minutes started a few games you know kind of five uh-huh. or five and and if you're comfortable just talk you know tell us about why did you feel like it was time for a move after that season um yeah, yeah and, no, and just talk about that freshman life too you know we've had a few people on the show that have done d1 and kind of walking into that first practice and and seeing the expectation like you mentioned campus with a big hill and being like oh my god like do you know who todd mccullough is do you know that is no i don't know who todd is come on young fella so he's from (laughs) winnipeg he's from winnipeg he's a seven footer he played uh he played for university of washington and played for the nets and played for philly played with iverson and they lost to the lakers twice yeah and uh he talked about his first day on the podcast Uh, you'll get a kick out of it if you want if you're bored one day in the next couple days check it out about his you know like first training day and yeah and like you know an hour and a half of running uh and then an hour of weights and then two hours of open gym and he like thought he was gonna die literally so yeah yeah no, you can I tell i'm hopped up on coffee man i just asked you 15 questions in one so you're doing well with my uh my add man i appreciate it no no you're good <laughs> you're good you're good um i mean just to start off i think with the uh whole freshman you know the freshman scene i think being a freshman in my opinion is different than being a first year student in some of these you know canadian schools i think just just the fact that the environment down in the United States is a completely different environment. Um, I think Tell us more. Know, the, the people so. are much more different too. So okay. um, I think the one thing that helped me out a ton was, you know, that prep school year because, right. you know, the coach that was, you know, coaching up at that prep school, you know, he's, he's a, he's a big time. Legend. Like he was a former division one coach. He had touched the D one level for almost like 15 plus years. And, you know, he, his, his whole goal, was you know he was done with coaching at that college level but his whole goal was you know i'm trying to help kids that are up and coming to you know get ready for college and that was his biggest thing so i think just kind of you know using that year trying to figure out what i needed to do um in terms of being ready i think was a a big thing for me um Mm -hmm. once you know prior to that i had no idea how to you know do laundry how to fold my laundry like that was one thing that i did not know how to do and once I got that down to prep school, like nobody does anything for you. It's, you know, there's, there's, you got to do everything yourself. So it's, you know, it was tough trying to learn a lot of these, you know, different things that I didn't know, you, you know, you had to do. Like I didn't understand, okay, I need this, and this, this in my bathroom. I need this, this, and this to clean my bath, my bathroom. You know, I need, you know, I need all these things for my, for the laundry, um, whatever the situation was, I think 
you know, that year kind of helped me transition over to, to, to my freshman year much more easy than some other people. Um, but yeah, no, I think I had got down there in the summer, uh, pretty early. We were working camp, so it was kind of chill at first. Like I didn't really realize, like we were just kind of, you know, you know, working camps, you know, doing the our our shifts from the morning till night, you know, coaching little kids, um, you know, making a little bit of money with that. So that's mm-hmm. just kind of how it started off. But once those camps had finished up, uh, we kind of hopped into it right away, and it was something that like. I mean, I'll never forget. Like, I remember, like, specifically because I was in the um, I was in the morning group for for the conditioning session, and it was with some of our other guys. But like, they would so what they would do is like they'd wake up super early, like two three hours before our session. They'd go in the the film room, and they just fall asleep. <laughs> so um, I remember like going in like that first morning into the film room, just you know, kind of looking around. And I'm just like, these 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 are knocked out. And and it was funny because I was um I was looking over at one of my teammates and he was another freshman and me and him you know we're just we're looking scared as hell and these older dudes are just kind of like you know they're just kind of sleeping and chilling I'm like wow okay you know I don't know what to expect so like from that though I had assumed okay it's gonna be pretty chill today like he's sleeping whatever you know it's gonna be fine and you know we laced up got on the court. And once we got on the court, it was like, go, go, go. Um, you know, I remember feeling like I was going to throw up in the first little bit. Um, <laughs> there, there was, you know, there was times where I was like, this is insane. Like, I did not think, like, it was going to be like this. And then, you know, right from that, from that, we, you know, we hopped into weights. So I remember, and then from weights, we went straight into a skill, skill, uh, like a skilled workout, like bigs and small. So basically guards split up on one side and then, you know, big split up on the other side. And, and you're hopping from that straight to it. You know, it's not, it's obviously not mandatory, but, you know, it is mandatory um, to a, right. to a open gym type thing where, you know, guys got to play. So then, you know, that was my first real experience. And, and it was a, it was a crazy first day. Cause I remember like right after all that had ended, I was like, Oh, okay. You know, this was a super tough day. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take, you know, a few days off, whatever. Like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. And, you know, Coach Adders, yeah, same schedule tomorrow for everybody. And I was like, are you serious? Like, this is <laughs> this is again tomorrow. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> um, and that was just kind of my first, um, you know, realization. Like, yeah, this is going to be no joke. Like, you know, I did prep school. You know, obviously I've done high school. Like, this is nothing like any of that. Like, Division One level is, you know, it's no joke. Everything is nobody's playing games out here so um that was kind of you know how i ended up you know i obviously ended up transitioning well to that but um i think you know going throughout my freshman year and um you know you're a freshman so like you know life's life's you know a little bit easier um people sometimes give you the pass on some stuff but Mm. our coach was a he was a a tough one i mean he was a um in my opinion he's you know he's a he's He's a great, great coach um, that, you know, understands the game. You know, he's a, he's a great dude, but, you know, he's he's probably – he's a tough, 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 tough son of a gun to play for, man. Like, he's a mm. – he's he just rips into you and rips into you with no remorse. And it's not like the type of ripping into you to, like, okay, like, he'll talk to you after practice. It's like he rips into you. You won't hear – you know, you won't hear from him until the next day. So it's like you don't know. You don't right. know if he hates you, he likes you, but – 
I mean, he was a great dude. Like he, you know, he loved all our guys. Um, but yeah, like right after that first weekend ended, that weekend there was like a little, like a freshman, you know, initiation, you know, gathering thing, and a bunch of our freshman guys had gone, they'd gone out. So like we got out, out with some of our guys, and you know, we were, I was, uh, I was with some of our guys. We were getting some food. And then I was heading back to my room um, with the food that I had got. And then I had not known that there was like three or four of my teammates that were like, we're going to head up to the uh, to the volleyball girls. So, I mean, they had done that and some things had happened. And basically guys got charged with, you know, dr- like drinking on campus, whatever the situation was, something mm-hmm. like that. And coach had found out and it was like, it was, I mean, it was, it was hell for those dudes for the next couple of weeks. And, you know, everything like from, from that situation to, you know, everything else had gone on. Um, it was, it was a great freshman year and, and, you know, we were a super young team and that was one thing that, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize like we were super young, like he brought in. So basically he was replacing almost seven seniors that graduated the year before that. Wow. And he had brought in almost, it was like eight, eight or nine freshmen, like seven scholarship, two walk-ons. And uh, obviously, you know, it was tough with, you know, playing with a young team, but I was playing behind a uh, a senior big man that, you know, was trying to get his stats up to go, you know, try and go overseas. So, you know, being in that situation, it was tough for me because I didn't, you know, obviously I wanted to do well, but like, you know, at the same time, you're thinking, you're like, okay, why am I, why am I not getting more minutes? Why, why is, you know, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And, and it just kind of, you know, it, it had my ups and downs throughout the season. Like there were some games where, like, you know, I, I played well, like, you know, near double doubles, whatever the situation was, and and not a lot of time. So obviously, you know, it was a great learning experience. And and once they had ended up firing him, you know. After the season, I had, you know, figured out the best thing for me to do is to put my name in the transfer portal because at this point, like, you know, I realized, okay, this is a dirty business. You know, they they fired my head coach. The whole staff is gone with him. Somebody new is going to come in and take over. And, you know, you don't know if you can trust that guy. You know, you don't, you haven't gone through the process with him. You haven't talked to him, whatever the mm-hmm. case is. So that's when I realized, you know, I got to I gotta figure out, you know, what my next step is, my next plan is. Good reflection, man. It sounds like uh, for a young man, you're pretty, uh, you're pretty reflective, hey, and you, you process things. Like I think one thing we skipped over quite quickly was you mentioned your checklist. So, you know, you, you didn't make any decisions because I think sometimes people when it comes to D1 stuff um, and you, maybe they just, we just make um, assumptions that, you know, these athletes pick oh, the, the nicest school or whoever has the best swag, you know what I mean? And it's like this glam. Yeah, no, but you're, you're sitting there going, like you talked about the history of the coach's coach, like who the Mercer coaches was coached by, you know, like it's like that's how deep you're going into it. So, you know, during your freshman year, it sounds too like you're taking everything in and, and thinking about from a global perspective and for yourself and your future, you're not just going day to day, you're going, okay, that moment happened. How do I feel about that? And what do I want to change about it? Or what do I want to keep about it? Like, is that making sense? Like you just, yeah, yeah, very, no, you have a very course. mature approach. It's interesting to hear, man. Yeah. It's just no surprise why you're, you know, just having success and moving forward because that's not a lot of, a lot of young people don't really think that way. And again, it's not a knock. It's just, we just go through life. We wake up the next day. Like we don't look at things from that 
analytical standpoint, you know, and it's interesting to hear because it's, for me, just sitting here listening to you, it's adding up as to why it's all coming together, sort of, you know? No, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's it's something that, you know, it, it's tough to do every situation or every oh, for sure. day or the day. But for um, sure. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your no, brain I, would I never rest, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd be, you'd be going 100 miles per hour every single second. Yeah. But I think it also, too, like, I mean, I think the easy thing for you right now, too, would be uh, with all everything that's happened in the last, you know, six, seven months for you to take all that and let it distract you. But you can totally tell that there's more for you and you can that there's hunger and there's things to grow and develop with. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that all makes sense as to why why you are where you are. And and it's funny too. a lot of the people that we've talked about and we, the, we really love the name a hoops journey because it really is basketball is a journey of our lives. Right. And uh, where it takes us and what it can do for us. And I just think like um, a lot of people have had weird timing or made interesting decisions that have all worked out. And some people say, you know, oh, well, I was very lucky and it's like, okay, it's well, crazy. you also put the work in and everything. Right. So then, you touched on the start of the show, you make this transition and now look what you walk into with Utah Valley, a great relationship with your coach. Um, and that, how important was that red shirt year for you in terms of just getting comfortable and seeing what was happening? Um, that, that transition must've been, I mean, that's obviously been a huge step for you, right? Huge step, huge step. I think that was the one big thing. I think obviously in my whole journey, that's, you know, kind of elevated my game to the next level. Um, you know, just sitting down after my coach had got fired, um, when I had hit the transfer portal, um, you know, it took about 48 hours for my name to process in the portal. And then boom, like, you know, coach just started hitting me up left and right. And, um, you know, kind of going through that process again was something that, you know, I was more familiar with this time. So I knew exactly what to look for. Like I knew when coaches were saying certain things, like I knew, you know, what was BS and what wasn't BS. Um, and it got to a point where I had like, you know, my top four schools and I, you know, I was planning on visits and Utah. So Utah Valley was like literally on the bottom of my list. So they were like <laughs> on the bottom and, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm planning on visiting, you know, some of these other schools, you know, Washington state, Boise state, Southern Illinois, like, you know, I'm planning on visiting these schools and, and Utah Valley had a, had a date come up, uh, earlier. So I was like, you know, I'm going to do them first. And. Through that week, Mark Madsen had picked up the job literally like within that week. So when he had picked up the job, um, you know, obviously, you know, doing my research on Mark and I and I knew who he was before that whole, you know, snag from the, you know, from his dance and everything <laughs> at, mm -hmm. at the parade. Mm -hmm. um, but once I got out there, it was like, you know, he worked me out for 30 minutes and I was like, wow, like this is this is where I want to be and this is who I want to play for um, just from, you know, talking to him and him understanding, you know, the, the part of the game that a lot of people really cannot, you know, teach you if they haven't been there. Like if you want to play, you know, at the pro level, like this is somebody that's, you know, played at the highest level and he can guide you to where you want to go. So I think that was one big thing for me, definitely. And just the person that he was, like, I knew, like, once I got in there, I was like, I can just tell, like, he's a, he's a great guy. And everyone that, you know, spoke about him, players, you know, assistant coaches said great things about him. So um, it was, it was a, not a match made in heaven, but it was just kind of, you know, like perfect just, setup. And once yeah. I, once I had figured that out, you know, we sat in his office and he was like, Hey, look, like, you have the potential to be really, really good. 
but like well i'm looking at you right now and it's like you know you're, you're you're chubby right now like for you to for you to reach that next level you're gonna have to you know you're gonna have to sit out your next year which will be good for you but you're gonna have to do this this and this if you want to come in and, and dominate and, and have a great year so once that redshirt year has started um it was how'd a, that feel to hear that it, were you in a place where uh, you were able it, to take that as a challenge or were you offended um, or a bit of both? yeah you know you know i, t- I definitely took that as a challenge just because like you know if if this is you know a pro that played at the highest level that you know <laughs> coached the highest level saying it then it's obviously something that has to be addressed and has to you know needs needs to get taken care of so once i got down there that summer um my schedule was a lot different than you know everybody else who was not redshirting so there was like two or three other guys that were redshirting with me and we were all on our different programs like different plans you know different routines whatever the case was and it was a year that um i you know i don't want to say i struggled with but it was definitely a a, a year where i mentally you know went through a lot of challenges in terms of like you know trying to stay focused on the bigger picture and that's one struggle i had um you know first thing you know i come in and and he's like okay here's your workout i have this you know specified for you and he you know he took me to this room and i was like what is this room and it had like your you sit in like this little bubble thing and he closed the door in the bubble it's like it, it counts you know your your body fat percentage and I walk out and he takes me over to the measuring board, he measures my height, and then he takes me over to the thing, you know, sees how much I weigh, takes all my measurements, and then, you know, we went out, out onto the court literally right away. And my my strength coach, you know, he's doing all these things and he's a former military guy, so you know, former Marine, like he's a you know, he's a he's a tough, tough one. Buckle so uh, <laughs> yeah, buckle up, exactly. <laughs> um, and you know, we get out on the court and we're doing all the tests and stuff, and he's like, Okay, this is your baseline for everything. We're gonna do this all again you know, in six months and we're going to do it again in 12 months. So we, you know, we had got all those, you know, stuff back and, you know, we're working towards this goal. And it's like, you know, the first month, two months, you're like, you're going really, you know, you're going really hard, you know, you're doing this, everything right, you know, every single day. And it's like, Hey, you're eating right. You're doing this, you're doing this. And, you know, it feels good. And then you see like drastic, you know, changes, Mm -hmm. you know, where it starts off with, but, then it gets to a point where it's like, you know, the guys are now in season and, and you're still waking up 6 a.m., you know, you're getting to the gym 6.30 and it's like you're you're lifting super heavy and the guys, you know, your, your roommates are sleeping until, you know, 9, 10, whatever the case was. And, you know, they're waking <laughs> up to get on a plane to go play, you know, at GCU where, you know, it's packed out 8,000 people and you're waking up to go, you know lift and work out and you know yeah. watch them play on tv so that was one thing you know i I was struggle with like those times like my trainer would you know he'd, he'd be frustrated with um you know just me always you know kind of saying like what's what like not necessarily why am i doing this but like what's the purpose behind me doing this and you know he'd always reiterate to me like hey look like there's a bigger goal behind this and and, you know, that last stretch where, you know, I was able to lock in and stay focused was, you know, huge for myself because once we had come back, obviously COVID had hit, but um, once we had come back, you know, before that stand where COVID had hit, like there was a point where like I was in, you know, the best shape of my life. Like I, I don't have it on this phone, but my old phone, like 
we came back right before COVID hit, hit and I was like the lowest body fat percentage I've ever been. Like I dropped almost seven, eight percent. Um, wow. I was, you know, my vertical had gone up almost seven, eight inches. Um, you know, I'm pushing say, weights that I've never I was gonna say, yeah, and you're putting on weight like you're gaining muscle at the same time too, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I was and I was putting on you know, I was pushing weights that I've never pushed before and it's like, you know, just just to kind of see that obviously you know it's it's to, to others it might not be a big accomplishment but for me like to see that like it was a huge accomplishment for myself because i'm like hey like you know not, it made me feel good about you know the, the work that i had put in and I, it just you know i was like okay this is this is the first thing that i you know i needed to do the coach said and i did it and obviously with COVID hit, you know, went through that whole spiel, whatever. Um, but you know, try to stay consistent throughout that whole quarantine process. And as soon as I was, as soon as I was able to get back to school, got back to school and, and you know, kind of continued that right right up until the, the season has started. So uh I mean the redshirt year, a lot of people, you know, don't <clears throat> don't understand like if if you can take advantage of that year and, and if you have a chance to have a richer year, like take advantage of it because it's it's something that you know can change your life forever. And I remember you know Mark coming coming you know he because he was one of those guys that got there super early and you know as I'd be finishing my lift he'd walk into the room as I was you know taking my taking my uh, my beating I was getting beat up um, he'd walk in and he'd say hey man like this is the year that could change your life. This is the year where you could go from, you know, being a, you know, being a, being a mid-level pro to, you know, being a, you know, all world pro, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like, cause he, he knew that was my goal and he knew that's, that's what I wanted to do at the end of the day. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I try to take as much, you know, advantage as I could of, of the opportunity situation and, and did that right up until the season. And, and once the season hit, it was, you know, it was, you know, back to the wall and, ready to go it's got to just strengthen your relationship with coach too for him to say you know here's where i see and if you do these things and then all of a sudden the year starts and you're like damn like you're really starting to reap the benefits right like then i mean how how can you just not have a super powerful trusting relationship with your coach when they challenge you like that and then it all comes to fruition right um it's cool stuff man yeah it's very powerful it's good i love it um Good, man. This is great. Uh, tell me about, though, so the season starts and, you know, you, you know, I don't know if you're looking at the stats, but obviously there's some commotion coming around you and, and some attention in terms of this rebounding thing. When did you realize, like, damn, this is like, this is bizarre and kind of dope, you know, like at what point were you like, whoa, uh, um, this, I, yeah. I, I or did you try the, not to think no. about it too much? Yeah, I was always interested yeah, to I ask mean, you that question. Yeah. that's a funny question i mean i obviously like you know with it being brought up every you know every couple minutes it was literally right something that something that you know i i couldn't really keep out my head but in terms of when i was playing i never really ever thought about it um no just play and trust yourself right yeah yeah exactly that's that's kind of how it was and you know if my biggest thing was you know i'm gonna try and do whatever i need to do to help our, our team win and you know, whether that's hitting the glass as hard as I can every single time, that's what I needed to do. Um, and obviously, you know, offensively, I started off the year, you know, really, really well because, you know, nobody had an idea of who I was. So every coverage I was playing against was a one-on-one coverage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's the reason for, you know, why I had, you know, near 30-point games 
you know, 27, whatever, 20, 20 point games, whatever it was. And once we've gone out throughout the year, like, you know, guys are now sending, you know, a stationary double with the, with the third guy, you know, stuck yeah. in or whatever the case was. So it got to a point where I was like, Hey, like I cannot get, you know, my shot off on offense. What's another way I can go and help. And, you know, mm-hmm. the one thing that I always try to do is, you know, I'm going to try to rebound the ball at a high rate. So, um, that's one thing that, you know, that you can control too. So it's a, it's, it's more of a, it's more of a control thing. Like there's guys that, you know, that are really, really good players. And you can see it out there, especially in college basketball. Um, you know, they're really good players. And, you know, once teams, you know, send, you know, put their whole vocal point on defense on them, like they'll, they're just kind of checked out mentally. But like, there's always other things that you can do, you know, to help your team win, whether that's, you know, maybe that night you get 10 assists and, you know, 15 rebounds, whatever it is, like you got to, trying to figure out, you know, the right thing to do. And that's kind of the whole process that I was kind of going through um, from start to end. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was something that, like, obviously I'm thankful for, I'm grateful for. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that, like, right until the season had ended, like, one of our media people, he texted out. He's like, hey, congrats. Like, you were the whatever, whatever, since, you know, 19, whatever, to, to break this record. I was like, oh, it's cool. But, like, we lost. So, <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> I'm not, I'm At the not, end of the like, day, it's it still is, about dubs, right? It is about dubs, exactly. <laughs> we want to take a moment and thank our sponsor, Parkside Brewery. Located in the heart of Port Moody on Brewers Row, Parkside offers an amazing atmosphere with one of the best summer patios around. If you can't make it to the brewery located at 2731 Murray Street, then hit any government retail store and try the Don Pilsner, the Dusk Pale Ale, or my favorite, the Dreamboat Hazy IPA. A Hoops Journey promises that the beer at Parkside is much, much, much better than the owner, Sam Payne's streaky jump shot. We hope to see you Parkside. After a brief hiatus, Goodlot Clothing has returned, but under a new location, 3283 Main Street is where they can be found. Name drop a Hoops Journey to get 10% off any clothing items in store. The store no longer offers barber, but you can find the best retail around. Thanks to our sponsor, Good Lad Clothing, and we hope to see you there. And I'll admit too, man, like we we talked about you on a couple of my group chats and my WhatsApp chats. We're like, man, you know, and people, well, see what Fardos is doing in his first few games? And I was like, and I'll be the first one to admit, man, because I'll get called out if I don't. I was like, well, let's see what happens the whole season. Then it was just like, oh, my God, man, like this dude's not going away and he's you're not going away and he's improving. Right. Like he's continuing. So, you know, who who are some of the people uh, out here or is there anyone that kind of helped you, you know, kind of grow your game and develop as well and, and, and instill that confidence? Because I know that there's a lot of great coaches, a lot of great young coaches in our province and in the lower mainland um that were you know like when you get back to work like who are you going to work with or do you know what you need to do to get it done yeah yeah. so you know my trainer over the last four years you know he's another guy that does not get enough credit um i you know over a lot of people don't know but you know three seed over heart um he's somebody who's you know helped me out the last four years you know my my final year you know my, my senior year till till now um you know, he's, he's put in a lot of work with me, um, over the years. And it's been, it's been, you know, it's been a, it's been a long process, a long journey. And a lot of people, um, 
kind of, you know, think that, you know, some of the stuff that happens, you know, it happens just because, you know, you, you got the, you got the physical size, the ability, whatever, the talent, you're just naturally gifted. But like, for me, a lot of it, you know, for me to do what I was trying to do with the division one level, like there's no more of that. Like there's very few people that can do that. Like even mm -hmm. the guys that you see that are going, you know, first round, unless it's a Zion or whatever, like mm -hmm. those dudes, you know, they're putting in work every single day. Like, there's a reason why people are, you know, going, you know, top 10 in draft, top 20 in the draft. Like it's, it has, you know, it's less to do with natural, you know, ability and it's more to do with hard work. So like, you know, just having people like that in my corner, um, you know, having him in my corner, he's been with me, you know, since, since, you know, my, my senior year of high school, um, you know, I plan on keeping him to, you know, to, till I'm done playing basketball. So it's been, you know, he's been somebody that's helped me out a ton. Obviously, every other yeah. coach, you know, that's come into my life throughout my uh, my career, you know, out here as a kid and, you know, all my provincial team coaches, my athlete, you know, my athlete people, you know, they've been they've been huge too, like coming back and opening the, you know, the weight room for me and them opening, you know, gyms for me, letting me use the gym, you know, coming in, putting me through workouts, whatever the case was, like guys like that and, you know, um, having you know respect for those people and obviously you know joe another big guy that's you know you know he's been a part of you know my journey and he's you know he's 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 been there you know since since you know me being a young young kid and and having those people um you know in in my corner like you know i still have guys like that that still hit me up to this day and you know still reach out and say what's up and and i think that's that's one big thing that i'll always you know keep close to myself just because you know a lot, a lot of people don't get the luxury of that and and you know having guys like harp in my corner you know he's um like i said before like he's somebody that does not get enough credit like this mm -hmm. you know these past you know couple years there's been like multiple multiple times where like any other you know trainer would you know give up on their player but um you know he hasn't you know he has not given up on me um, I think with, you know, with what, with what I needed to do in terms of like skill work, uh, development and all that stuff, it's, it's gone through him. So, um, I mean, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for, you know, everybody, you know, from coach Stoney to, you know, Mark Madsen, whatever the case is, like, thank for everybody who's, you know, played a little role in, in, in uh, my life. Cool, man. Yeah. And I think as those coaches, like, even if you didn't play D1 or whatever, it's like just seeing if they can have an impact and sort of help you along your journey, whatever it is you decide. So good reflection. Um, what's the future hold, man, before we get into some fun questions with you? What's what's the next step? How do we how do we make sure that uh, when we step on campus the next time that we're ready to go? And what what advice would you have for like a young athlete um, who maybe six years ago is thinking about pursuing basketball? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the next step for me right now is just, you know, I made that transition last year of trying to get my, you know, my body to a certain level. And now it's, you know, this is the last push I need to make for myself, you know, to try and um, reach, you know, the place that I want to go to. And um, I haven't decided yet or not if I, I'm probably going to end up doing it, but you're, you're the first person that's, you know, that's hearing this. So um, I haven't released it to any media yet, but, um, you know, putting my name in the draft this year, you know, getting workouts in and then obviously with the intent to come back to school. Um, mm -hmm. but 
that's that's the first step for myself. You know, I got some workouts planned over the next few months in front of some teams. Okay. So that's Green. kind of what I'm planning on doing um, mm-hmm. with that. Um, coming back, you know, trying to add more to my game. So, you know, obviously, you know, working on my perimeter shooting this summer is going to be huge. Um, coming back, you know, adding a shot, you know, being much more consistent with my shot working on every single part of my game that, you know, I don't think there's one part that I'd say is, okay, that's 100%. Like, still working on the basics, the jump hooks, the post game, the free throws, whatever. Um, and then, obviously, the, the body one's huge. Coming back, looking at, you know, like, basically NBA body ready is going to be, a you know, the next step. But um, something that, you know, I would say to, you know, a kid that's in my process you know, as, as, as a younger kid growing up, I think the biggest thing that um, a lot of people or a kid needs to remember, and it's tough being a kid, but I think just understanding that, like, this this basketball process is is something that is, um, it's, it's, to me, it's a beautiful process just due to the fact that, like, if you truly love the game of basketball and you truly do things the right way, um, things will repay you. Well, it might not be right away, but eventually, you know, you'll get repaid. So, like, that's one thing that, you know, I I try and, um, you know, try and tell myself. And, you know, if, if I was a young version of myself, I'd say the same thing is, you know, all the work that, you know, I've put in over the years, you know, in some way it's paid off. Like, whatever the situation was, it might have not, you know, it might have not been big, but, you know, it's paid off in some sort of way. Like, for example, if I've, you know, all the conditioning I've done and, you know, we're, we're down by three in a, in a, in a close game, you know, we're down by three and we turn the ball over and, you know, I got to make that sprint back to get back and, you know, anchor the defense, you know, situations like that. Like, you know, you give credit to your conditioning for, you know, for getting back in that stop. You, you credit your conditioning for, you know, making that free throw. You credit your, you know, your extra time in the gym for, you know, making that free throw, making that shot, making that jump hook, whatever it is. Um, just trusting the work that you put in is eventually going to pay off. Um, and also understanding that, like, if you're playing basketball, like, at the end of the day, you want to play this game because you love it, not not because it's a job. And I think that's one thing that's helped me out a ton and helped me, you know, get through some, like, tough times with the game of basketball. Like, you know, you go through struggles. Every player does, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, trying to tell me, you know, you had a great year, but like when I go look back and I criticize myself pretty hard, like there was, you know, a lot of times where like I struggled playing throughout the year, but like at the end of the day, it's like I love the game so much and I and I love everything about it that there's no, for me, it's like, okay, I'm just going to try and get better and try to get better, whatever I was struggling at. So, you know, next time, you know, I can limit those things or whatever the case is. So I think if you love it and, you know, you put the, put the work in um and it's easy to say but like once you like you know once you truly truly you know figure out a way to work hard at you know whatever you're doing really it doesn't have to be basketball but a a kid pursuing basketball whatever you're doing like whether it's you know working on skill development or conditioning things are gonna pay off and that's Mm -hmm. you just gotta remember that yeah, I love that last part. And even if, like, basketball-wise, it doesn't take you where you want to go, just committing some to something, setting goals for something, working towards something, like, you can learn so much just from that in itself, you know? Huge, huge. Yeah. 
Good, man. All right. Now, before we let you go, we got to put you on the hot seat. You good with that? Yeah, no, nah, you're good. Okay, you good. I was reading some of those questions, but... All right, all right. Now, you talked a lot about working on your body and, you know, obviously you're really focused on, you know, continuing to train and things like that, but... You, you have a weak moment. You go to this, you go to Sev or whatever. What's the bag of chips you're grabbing? Uh, sour cream and onions for sure. Lay's. Ruffle, ruffles? <laughs> no, Lay's, Lay's. Lay's. Okay. Yeah. Corbs, are you there? Is that the first sour cream and onion we've had? Usually, yeah, Ooh, I like it, it though. Be. I'm down. You're right, it might be. I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. I'm good with that, though. Not that my opinion matters. Um... <laughs> Okay, you get one chance instead of like, or give us a couple artists, but if you get one chance, dead or alive, uh, you get a front row ticket to a concert. What concert are you going to? Lil Durk, hands down. Lil Durk. You know, this is, this is what I mean. This is why the people need a young fellow on here, right? Because like, <laughs> I, I'm sure half the audience or two thirds are like, Lil who? Because, I mean, everybody's rap name is, is Lil something these days, right? Like, my rap name would be, like, Lil A. Mitch or something like that. Lil Dirk, really? <laughs> yes, sir. Not even, like, Biggie just because it's Biggie or, like, Pac, but it's Lil Dirk, hey? Lil Dirk. Okay. He's alive, and, yeah. All right. What, what's a couple of the things you're listening to, a couple other artists? Um, I mean... I'm a hip-hop guy, man. Yeah. Give me some. Give me something to look into. You know, it's spring break. I got a few more days, you know, before I go back to work. So yeah, give me Lil something Lil Durk is somebody... It depends, like, what kind of mood you're in. But he's thing with Lil okay. Durk is he's got a mood for, you know, every kind of vibe, a workout vibe, but, you know, driving the car, you know, wherever kind of vibe, but, you okay. know, sitting in the house, you know, doing whatever vibe. So I think okay. it's a... You know, he, he's very versatile with what he does. And I think, uh, you know, some of those guys like Durk, Baby, you know, Lil Baby, not not Dub Baby, but Lil Baby, uh, you know, Lil TJ. Um, <laughs> I mean, you just named four those. dudes a Lil, right? See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of those dudes, I mean, it's, they're, they're just guys that, you know, I listen to, you know, pregame, and um, yep. it really depends on the person, but um, I think outside of basketball, I think Dirk, Dirk takes the, uh, takes the, okay. the crown home. All right, I'm gonna text you in the next couple of days. I'm gonna give me my opinion. Don't be remember feedback, man. It's breakfast of champions, okay? Yeah, yeah right, right. Uh, you've touched on it a little bit, but who's been the most important or people in your life up to this point? Um, I mean, obviously, my mom and dad have been huge um, with everything that they've done for me, sacrificed for me. Um, and never, you know, no matter what I do, you know, in this lifetime, there's nothing I can do to, you know, repay either one of them. Um, all the time and hours they sacrifice for myself is, you know, any parent would do that for their child. But, you know, just to see like the extents that they've gone, you know, the situation they've gone through and still, you know, being there for me is, you know, something I'll never, ever, you know, take for granted. Um, you know, Mike Stoneberg is somebody else, you know, who I, you know, give that credit to. He's been a you know big part of, you know, what I've, what I've been trying to do. And obviously, you know, my trainer as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And just, you know, my friends that, you know, I've, I've grown up with and people that, you know, have kind of, you know, been there and, you know, checked in throughout the years and just, just you know, having love for a lot of those people. So I think it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a mix of some people, but, you know, the people that, you know, 
I don't even gotta say it. like they they know who they are and they know like you know whatever the situation is something happens you know I'm there for them they're there for me um but yeah I mean it's it's a it's a shorter list than I think most people would have but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's but you a, like it that way it's a, it's a it's a it's a great list though yeah it's your list man it can be whatever it wants you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um is there a uh, something you've read recently that stuck to you or do you have a quote or a couple quotes that that, that stick to you in in life or are you not there yet you're not that old um i don't i don't i don't tend to memorize quotes no yeah. <laughs> um uh, i think uh i mean i don't remember off the top of my head but you know there's there's a few things that like few like my uh my coach you know mark would send me like you know things throughout the year and um, you know, so my assistants would do the same and, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a group chat with, you know, one of my other players and one of my assistants and, you know, after a bad or good game, he'll always send like something special. And it's kind of funny. Cause like, he'll do it consistently like all the time. Um, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, we, we lost a close game and it's, you know, it's a, it's a quote about something, you know, powerful that, you know, resembles that or, or we, or we won a game and it's like you know a quote that resembles that and you know yeah not be content w- with that win or whatever the case is but right. nah, if i were, if you were to ask me a quote i would not be able to tell you right now <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair actually because i wanted to change up the questions and um i didn't actually send you at one so in fairness you know to put you on put you on the spot a bit and it's <laughs> only 10 46 a.m so you know um who's the goat and i'm also just curious maybe like lebron james. maybe that's it hey LeBron James. Okay. Now, do you have LeBron a player? James. Okay, but just wait. No, no, no. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> LeBron James. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue you on this. I just want to know, um, being a big dude, was there someone other than, like, obviously you love LeBron. He's your favorite player. But, like, was there a big man that you kind of watched? Or, nah, not really. You just sort of watched hoop. I think DeMarcus Cousins and Marcus okay. Sowell, both in their prime, was, some, was two guys that I, I love okay. watching and love. Like I love growing up watching like Demarcus in his prime with somebody. I so like, good, right? I want to be like him. Yes, I want to be like him. He can shoot three. He can post up. He can pass. He can he can do everything. It's not like he's you know ultra athletic. Like you know he's obviously you know he can go up and rise and dunk on you. But it's like he does everything the way that I want to do. You know things at that level. He's just he's just so 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 good. And it's like. He was somebody, you know, growing up in his prime, like, you know, I'm watching him give dudes, you know, 40 and 25. And I'm like, wow, this is insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy good. I mean, unfortunate injuries, but he's a stud for sure. That's, I would, yeah. So it was a two part question I wanted to know. I figured there was someone else outside of that. And you're obviously, but, but in LeBron, very... though, for sure. oh, he's, he's going to point it out one more time. Here he goes. <laughs> do you, did you want to add any more as to why, or do you feel like that's just enough? I think I think just with you know everybody knows, but I don't think there will ever ever be a player to that caliber ever you know made ever again. Just mm-hmm. you know from how he's built to how he plays the game to how his mind is built to you know the basketball stuff and obviously with what he's you know the empire that he's building outside of basketball. So I mean I just I just think he's a, he's a goat in every category. <laughs> there you go. You've heard it, people. Um, okay. What about ketchup on macaroni? 
All right, I have I have a reasoning for why I said that. So, <laughs> you're probably the the hardest person that has asked me this question, but um, I remember like being at IKEA and sitting down yes. and you know looking over and like there was you know there was a group of like kids and they were all putting ketchup on their macaroni and that's what I remembered when I said that. <laughs> there was no other reason than that. <laughs> <laughs> ikea man and you get the cheap lunch love it love it um uh two more questions and then we'll let you go um uh, man and we really appreciate this it's great to uh to kind of recatch up with you um up until this point who who's been the greatest player that you've played against or are you like someone you've been like damn like that, that that's a real hooper and and i and i and i hope them my goal and dream for you would be like in 15 years, if we ask you this question, it's a different person. But up to this point, is there someone who stood out? Um, does it have to be college or is it? Hey, it's your world, man. We're just living in it. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. I, I, was, I was first start from, from the AU scene, uh, played, we played uh, one of the, uh, what's his name? Evan uh, Mobley. Um, okay. He's a, I mean, he's a stud. I think he's a stud. He's about to be a, you know, a top two pick. Um, but in college, um, I think, you know, we've, we've, I've played a lot of good players over the years, but um, I think the one that's, you know, a stud in my mind and who I think will be, you know, uh, probably get end up drafted this year or next year, you know, Andrew Nemhart over at Gonzaga. Yeah. Um, I played him my freshman year at Mercer. We played Florida, and he's an absolute stud. Like, he's a, he's a stud, like, you know, whatever – Whatever he needs your point guard to do, that's what he does. Um, you know, he's a big time player, big time, you know, big time point guard. Um that's a that's that's another one that stands out. And I'm trying to remember, is there anyone else that I've played who I is that? There's there there was there were a few guys that I've played throughout my career who I've, you know, who've been hyped up that I didn't think have, you know, have you know, worth that hype, but yeah, we, we won't get into that. No, no, that's off the record. <laughs> you can keep no, those but... pasted on the wall that you stare at and get you fired up, or <laughs> right? And I'm not even going to ask the last question because we, we the last question is if you could do it all again. But um, I think the big thing for you is you're you're not even close to that peak yet. So we want to keep it rolling. We can. That's another one we'll ask you in 15 years. Um, any yes, last sir. sort of comments or questions or reflection or anything? Um, and we do appreciate your time, big man. Of course, of course. Thank you, thank you for having me. That's, I mean, I, it's a, it's a, I'm appreciative, you know, of, you know, you asking me to come out and be on the podcast, and obviously, you know, me knowing my, you know, I've, I've obviously, you know, known, you know, yourself over the last, you know, couple of years, and yeah. you know, I got some memories of yourself, and I still will never forget when you, when you walked into the locker room, bro, you know, Stony sucks on the basketball, like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still I still remember that. <laughs> that was that was that was funny. We gotta have fun, man. And uh, actually, we bug Stony all the time too because he left a basket. We have a Steveson London basketball still at our school, so like every four months, I'll just text him a picture of it, right? Because he just left it here. So, yeah, good times, man. I mean, you know, for high school coaches in Canada, especially, we we don't get paid to do it. So we got to have some fun as well, right? And I think you probably saw that. Especially at the Chancellor Tournament, you see the coaches sitting there all socializing and just enjoying each other because um, sometimes it's got to be bigger than basketball too, right? It's about relationships. So, yeah. 100%.
Yeah. All right, man. You know what? Good luck with you. Um, STM gym's always open for you as well. If Stoney's away on vacation, you know where to find me. Um, thank you for your reflection. Yeah. We wish you nothing but continued, just continued hard work, stay driven, set an example for, for your family and, and represent, um, you know, the people that are important to you and keep doing what you're doing and we'll all be watching, man. And so thankful that you're able to, uh, sit down with us. Of course, man. Thank you for having me, bro. You're welcome. Yeah. Great episode. Like, and subscribe, and we'll see you next one. Episode 50.